Welcome to Thursday Thyroid Talks, hosted by yours truly, Coach Sarah Joy. I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach, and it's my life's purpose to coach women struggling from a thyroid condition in order to help them recover their health and lives. See, I know this is possible for every one of you because I battled hypothyroidism in Hashimoto's for over a decade and was able to reverse my 25 plus symptoms myself, as well as undiagnose and unidentify myself with those medical labels. I say this to provide you with hope because I truly believe we have a medical crisis on our hands with how many women are being diagnosed daily with a thyroid condition or having a sudden onset of unexplainable symptoms. And sadly, most medical systems only offer lifelong medication options and other invasive or intrusive life-altering procedures that never truly help. As a holistic, root cause-based coach, it is my intention to use this platform to empower and educate women against the mainstream ideals of what thyroid disease is and help combat feelings of confusion, isolation, and loneliness, plus provide the truth behind why you're sick and suffering, and more importantly, what you can do to help yourself. Now, before we dive in, I'd like to let you know about a new service that I'm excited to be offering to everyone. I say that because normally I only offer this inside of my six-month coaching container, Energy for Life, but at the moment, I was feeling called to offer this separately since it can provide such life and health-changing results. What I'm talking about is called Biome FX, Gut Test by Microbiome Labs. It seems stool testing has become a popular method for evaluating the status of an individual's microbiome. The problem is that many of the tests on the market right now are often lacking in accuracy reliability, and functionality. What makes Biome FX unique is not only do they use the most advanced and accurate sequencing technology, but it also explores some of the many (laughs) inner functions of the gut microbiome. This test will explore the pathogens in your gut, as well as the keystone species that are crucial to overall health and the metabolic functions that rely on the gut microbiome. With these insights, you can use them as well as the actionable nutrition, lifestyle, and supplement recommendations you receive as a roadmap for improving your unique gut microbiome. This is the future of microbiome assessment. And I'm only offering this for a limited time. You guys got to get your hands on this cutting edge gut test. And it comes with the most detailed interpretation via Zoom with a gut specialist that I have ever seen. When you're on the Zoom with the gut specialist, you're provided a supplement protocol tailored specifically to your gut restoration. Plus, you'll receive a follow-up coaching call with me as well as a detailed email of what the specialist recommended with links, dosages, and instructions on exactly how to move forward repairing and restoring 
your microbiome for better overall health. If there is literally only one thing you do this year, you guys, to move your health forward, let this be it. You can find out payment options, see some video instructions on how the kit works, and much more details on my website at coachsarahjoy.com forward slash gut test. And of course, I'll link it out for you below in the show notes. Now, without further ado, let's dive into our episode with Jessica at JMS Wellness on all things thyroid 101. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to Thyroid 101 with Coach Jessica at JMS Wellness. So today is going to be a very informative day. I thought it would be a really great idea for Jessica and I to come on and share with you guys some of the basic things that you need to know about thyroid conditions and some things that we had to learn the hard way in the beginning of our journeys and our diagnoses that we really want to be able to share with everyone to be able to save you some grief and hardship that we had to go through. So I'm waiting for Jessica to jump on with me now. How's everyone doing today? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, did I just say Thanksgiving? I meant Valentine's. I just saw a picture on my screen that made me think of Thanksgiving. Sorry. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. So yes, today is going to be a fantastic and informative day. Sorry, I got to get my laptop a little closer to me. Um, Yeah, so Valentine's was cute. Me and my daughter just watched a like a chick flick last night. That was fun. And we ate lots of candy and chocolate. There she is. Hey, Jess. All right, let's do this. Oh, I thought I accepted it. Sorry. That was like, all right. There it goes. Hello. Hello. Oh, cute beanie. Thank you. How is the weather in Dago? It's actually raining. You'll probably hear really? my cats in the background because they're salty because they can't go outside because it's raining and they get pissed. Like, make it stop. I want to explore. <laughs> That's so funny because we have a storm coming in tomorrow that's supposed to bring snow. So I wonder if it moves out of Dago and up to Utah and dumps on us wow. here. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and it brings the snow with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, good so far. I, um, yeah, so far so good. Just relaxing. I got to sleep in today, so. <laughs> good. good. It was great. Good. Well, How's your I'm ways? excited. What? How's your day so far? It's actually been really awesome. Um, so I was featured on a podcast about a month ago, and it just released this morning. There's five episodes in a row with me on it. And so today was drop number one of five. And 
I was sitting there listening to it, trying to like choke back the tears because it was kind of emotional. It's just emotional hearing my story. I don't know, even just listening to myself talk about it makes me almost want to cry. <laughs> and then, and then it's like exciting, you know, to be able to share your story and like impact others. So it's, mm -hmm. it's been cool. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so proud of you. Uh, Look at you go. Aw, thanks, girly. I'll, uh, I'm, I'll post it later if you want to check it out. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Um, so why don't we start off with um, an introduction, a short introduction of you, who you are and who you help. Who am I? Such a loaded question. In a few sentences, I am <laughs> a... Um, thyroid thriver, and I was also born with congenital hypothyroidism, so I have had this my entire life. I don't really know what normal would be really considered, um, but it's been quite a journey for literally my entire life. There were so many things that I finally was able to like put the pieces together and get so much clarity on, so now I help women and um, I help women and men, I guess, figure out their thyroid um, journey as well so that they can also learn how to thrive because we really need more people who are healthy and vibrant and living the dream and the life that they want. So that's what I help people do. Yes, I love that. And that is so true. There's just too many women in my opinion that are sick and suffering and just dragging themselves through their day and they're just mm. miserable because they can't really live and enjoy life because they have so many symptoms so mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely I'm super excited to have women back we need them i know i know <laughs> we gotta strengthen the fabric of our society again my gosh mm -hmm. So um, I thought it would be really fun to just break down some basics of what happens, like what is happening when you're first diagnosed? You know, we go through all of the, the feelings and we have all of the scary thoughts, you know, and we're like instantly Googling everything, trying to figure it all out. And like um, some people don't even know what a thyroid is or what a thyroid does and why it's so important so I thought it would be a really great thing to just sort of like bring it all back to the basics back to the beginning um so I think for a lot of people the I think a lot of people get actually more relief when they get diagnosed because they finally figured out what's like causing a lot of what they're feeling for such a long time like how many women have you talked to that have had issues for so long but it was so misdiagnosed or undiagnosed for like ever and they finally have answers as to what's going on even if they don't know what a thyroid is and what and what it does it's just like finally i know what my ground zero is at so i know what to do now or i can figure out what to do now it's the ones that are like suffering for so long and they they're told everything is normal and it's clearly not that are really suffering because they don't even know what's causing the problem to begin with. 
Yeah, and even worse, and we'll go into this more later because this is one of the things that I want us to cover, is when they're in that in-between stage of what what's going on with me and I finally got some answers, there's a lot of gaslighting that goes on during that period too when it's the like, you're fine, nothing's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just stressed, or oh, mm-hmm. you're just anxious, and just I eat less and exercise more. That's the favorite. <laughs> That's <Yeah. just> cold, <laughs> and it's so unfair because we're treated like like we're dumb or something. Like we don't know what something's wrong with us, and we just—I've yeah. had that personally so many times where. I was having such bad anxiety, I couldn't even function. And they're like, you just need some therapy. And I was like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow this place up right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so let's start with the thyroid basic. What is a thyroid? And what does it do? So it does almost everything. Like it controls, and it's actually kind of funny because even growing up, when I was like twelve or younger, and I did have no idea what a thyroid was. I just took a pill every day, and I didn't realize how like skipping a pill could have such a drastic impact on everything. Um, and not just one, but like I would just be very, and still to this day, I'm very like, eh. <laughs> I'll just skip it today. <laughs> so, but still. I mean, I have a lot more control over it now, but um, I didn't, and I know how important it is now. So I'm like, okay, it's a little bit different, but you just, like it controls everything. It controls specifically your metabolism too. Like, but every single organ in your body uses thyroid hormones to function. So when you're, when you're not taking your pills or your thyroid's out of whack, everything slows down to the point where it can actually be very dangerous and your whole body starts to shut down if you don't have thyroid hormones. But it literally makes everything work. Like it kind of communicates all these organs together so that they all kind of work synergistically and together so that you can, you know, function as a human. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to elaborate on that um, just with like, some more anatomical scientific yeah you know it's like so the thyroid gland is in what's called the endocrine system Mm -hmm. all right so a lot of people don't realize this that that the thyroid gland is one of many different glands that all work together in a big beautiful circle right and that's Mm -hmm. why like you were just saying when the thyroid gland starts slowing down, all these other things start getting affected because it's in this system of the endocrine system, right? So the endocrine mm-hmm. system consists of your pituitary, your para- parathyroid as well, the adrenals, the pineal, the ovaries, and the testes. And I remember thinking, I I thought it, I didn't realize it was connected to my ovaries for like the mm-hmm. longest time. Yeah. Right? And you're usually, well, I don't, I guess breast tissue isn't really part of your endocrine system, but um, it, hormonally it can be because when you have a baby, it's all like that plays a role as well. But Right. Like, yeah. And so a lot of women are like, oh, I have messed up periods and mm-hmm. um, I'm, 
I'm having trouble getting pregnant and stuff. I mean, there's, there's other factors that go into that, but I mean, like you were just saying the, the whole system, you know, out of balance in that, in the endocrine system, you know, so it makes sense why that would get affected as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so you were talking about the system slowing down, but there's the opposite spectrum to the hypo, right? There's the hyper. Yeah. And I, um, I've talked to a lot of women that have the extreme opposite of all of us hypo. I feel like most people go hypo, but you know, there's the hyper. Mm -hmm. Um, and so. Yeah, that one's pretty much. It's a much more complex issue, too, because hyper is so dangerous. So you, um, because you can, you know, get thyroid storm and all this other stuff, when, you, when you're in a hyper state, you don't have as much time as you do when you have hypo. Hypo, you just have to, like, rub up your metabolism, get your thyroid working more correctly. Whereas hyper, you're kind of, you're in a like rush against time because it's such a dangerous place to be in. Cause at any time your thyroid could almost kill you because you're hyper and you're going into this like thyroid storm very fast. It's very like your heart could like, it's usually being very quickly. Like it's not a good place to be. And that's why a lot of doctors will try and blow up part of it. Not like literally, but they will yeah. use radioactive iodine to help like destroy part of it just so that you can, um, but it it's not as dangerous. It's easier to get it hypo and rev it up than it is to start at hyper and try and suppress it. Um, that's not to say that it can never happen, but when you're trying to deal with like gut bugs and deficiencies, all this stuff takes time to actually like to fix, right? So if that's what's causing the issue, getting to the root cause, fixing the root cause, you have to do it in a very quick time because you're your operation levels are a very different, like it's a very different place to operate from. So you're, you're almost in a rush against time at that point. Yeah. And you know, that's why a lot of women really struggle with maintaining their weight. Actually, they go the opposite direction where they lose weight so fast. And it's like, mm -hmm. they, they feel like they're eating and eating and eating and they're just losing weight and they don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that about hyperthyroidism that I wanted to point out that I had happened to me, please, I don't know if this has happened to you, um, that um, scared the living daylights out of me. And no one ever warned me about this, no pharmacist, no doctor, like no one. But it was this one period where I was working with a um, functional medicine doctor and she wanted to calm, start compounding my medication. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously like trying to get the dosages right, um, she started me off on too high of a dose. And it threw my TSH all the way down to um, a very dangerous level. It was like 0.1. And yeah. like you just said, my heart, um, it was very scary. My heart was beating so fast. I yeah. felt like it was like, it was, it was extremely painful. I thought it was going to come out of my chest. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what was going wrong with me. And I frantically started calling. I called the pharmacist and told him what was happening. And he even got really scared and was like, don't take any more. And it was like, I was just kind of 
screwed at that moment. I had to just like wait till the medicine wore off. And it was very terrifying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced I've been that? Before. Yeah, when I was self-medicating along, um, when I first moved to the U.S., I had to self-medicate <laughs> cat hair in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing, guys. Um, so, um, yeah, when I first went to the States and I was on natural thyroid hormones and I couldn't find a doctor that would prescribe them at all, it was especially with Kaiser, that was a journey. I went to many doctors and nobody would prescribe it. So I was like, all right, I'll self-medicate. So I did, but my, I was taking way too much because it's, it's hard to self-medicate because you have to, you have to, um, it's not like a measured dose, like a, like a um, pharmaceutical is. So you're just kind of playing around with it. It's not, standardized to a specific amount so sometimes you get more or less so it's a lot harder to do and I wouldn't recommend it especially if you don't know what you're doing but anyways I was doing it anyways <laughs> and um, I was taking way too much and it was yeah I was jittery like I couldn't stop shaking my hands and my feet like it was almost like I was just it was felt like I was on meth honestly not that I would I am not really sure what meth feels like I've never done it but I would imagine that would be similar to what it feels like yeah yeah it's and it, it feels very horrible and I've actually talked to many women that live in a very similar state where they're shaky they're trembly they're um very like amped up very anxious and nervous and they don't know why and the first thing I see is like, what's your dosage? You know? Yeah. And like, it's not even like a factor that they realize, like I could be dosed too high. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of have to go through like, well, where were you at? What, you know, what, why did the doctor change your meds? Where are you at now? And, you know, it's, and it's been, you know, so that's why I really wanted to put this out there that when your doctor is like, I'm going to increase your meds, I learned the hard way that please only go in small increments. Yeah, and give yourself small. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. you'll usually notice, you'll start to notice within a week or two the difference in the dosage for the most part, unless it's way too high. But you, yeah. unless your TSH and like your other hormones are very clearly out of almost too low for example, then you can do a bigger jump. But if it's like, if he's just fine tuning it, you shouldn't be fine tuning by like a ton. Yeah, exactly. I so the desiccated yeah. medication, what I, so I've, I've only done natural medication like you too. Um, and it, and from what I've learned is the dosages, like for nature, thyroid, armor, thyroid, they go in seven milligram to 15 milligram jumps it goes well mm -hmm. i think it goes 7 15 30 mm -hmm. um and so sometimes even that seven milligram jump for me would be too much and okay. mm -hmm. you know and the pharmacist calls those that every like a couple days you take that much instead of every day yeah well or so i would cut my pill in half i got it oh, yeah. oh okay yeah mm -hmm. yeah forgot and, about that uh-huh <laughs> That sounds or like the easier a, way to do it. Like a really sharp knife, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting all of us girls are just like brain fog, so we just, I just 
I would say like take it every other day, but then I would forget what day I took it on. So it's probably better to just <laughs> cut it. Oh my gosh, right? I was like, I used to, <laughs> I used to call myself 10 second Tom. I, was, I felt like 10 second Tom. <laughs> 10 second Sarah, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, so if you guys are totally brand new to thyroid-ish, thyroid diagnoses, I wanted to just literally tell you what they are, okay? So there's hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism. But, okay, so there's, like, people, some people say, oh, I have Graves, and some people say I have hyper. And it's, like, well... 99% of the time, it's hyper is caused by Graves. It's just like Hashimoto's where... Most people have hypothyroidism, but they're never checked for Hashimoto's. And 99% of people actually have Hashimoto's, not hypo. Okay. So, I mean, so there are some people, like, I have I have um, hypothyroidism. I do not have Hashimoto's. Okay. So elaborate on that so people know the difference between that cusp of hypo to Hashis. So hypothyroidism technically is just an underfunctioning thyroid or a lack of thyroid hormone in the body so usually it's from an underperforming or some people are born without a thyroid so they will have like hypothyroid hypothyroidism mm -hmm. um then there's hashimoto's which is actually not really hashimoto's is not really a thyroid mm -hmm. disease it's actually a gut issue it's a very, it's very much gut related because it's an autoimmune condition, which means, I mean, there's so many, there's so many factors involved. I hate to even say it's just like a gut issue because there's so yeah. much more to it. But Hashimoto is a lot more complex because there's a lot more things at play than just an underfunctioning thyroid. However, right. it can lead to hypothyroidism if mm -hmm. it's not treated. So you kind of, it's almost like you have you probably already have a low-functioning thyroid, but it's because of the Hashimoto's. And if it's not dealt with quickly, or at least, like, within a certain amount of time, it can lead to permanent hypothyroidism, depending on the damage that is done, which would put you in my category, where you're, you'll probably need to be on medication for the good majority of your life, or... Um, yeah, it's just not treatable because the damage is just too far gone, if that makes sense. So Hashimoto's can lead to it, but it's it's addressed differently than hypothyroidism would be. Right. And, and I, I do... on the other side is the same thing, but it's instead of causing a low thyroid function, it's causing a fast thyroid function. And that's why a lot of doctors just get rid of it or take it out because it's safer to deal with it in terms of hypo than it is hyper. Yeah, right. And and I do want to get into very a very tip of the iceberg of like what's really behind a lot of these issues. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I'm I'm trying to just touch on the basics. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I remember when I first got diagnosed, I was sitting in an urgent care and. Um, the doctor was like, well, let me pull your labs, you know, and I didn't even know what he was talking. It was like, you know, I went in like space out zone because like you're in shock, you know, you don't mm -hmm. know what's happening. You just know you have these weird things going on with your body. Yeah. And mm -hmm. 
he started telling me about my TSH and my TSH, my TSH. And I'm like, what is a TSH? You know, like I never even heard of a TSH panel before. So yeah. you want to, mm -hmm. or even a, a little bit. It's even more frustrating too when you like you know something's wrong and they're like nothing is wrong with you you're everything is normal and they only check your tsh and it's like uh and it's actually kind of funny because growing up my entire life i was only checked with my tsh from literally birth <laughs> until um god i don't even know like at least at least 1922 ish i was wow. only checking tsh so like looking back at my entire life, I'm like, wow. Okay. No <laughs> wonder. <so> <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. it's amazing, and that's partly why like all these symptoms that I had, especially during like the teenage years with like puberty and bullying and all this other stuff, where you're automatically like already like super depressed and have anxiety and all this stuff normally. And then it's just like compounded when you have thyroid issues. There's actually a lot of studies talking about how most people that are diagnosed with borderline personality disorder or um, bipolar one or two, one of the two, um, will actually go back to normal if they just check their thyroid. It's insane. So, and I honestly feel like that was very much the case for me when I was a teenager. So a lot of these things that, I mean, obviously having you know, therapy and stuff like that did help as well because it gave me tools that I could use to, to like, tone down a lot of the anxiety and depression. But it was, um, yeah, it was, it was brutal. And a lot of times just looking back and seeing them just check my TSH, I was like, I wonder how much easier it would have been if they checked everything for my entire life. Yeah. But obviously, this is like the 90s. They didn't even think about any of that back then. Like, I don't even know when people started checking 3T4, but that's still not even enough. <laughs> but still, right. even just that might have been a little bit more helpful than just TSH my whole freaking life. Yeah, that sucks. And if and I remember um, I asked one of my clients um, to get me a full thyroid panel, like an update, and I got a TSH. And I was like, <laughs> this is and? what your doctor considers a full panel i was like let's get you a new doctor <laughs> yeah. uh, i have to fight i mean i have actually a pretty good doctor now which is really cool she's but it's funny because when i first started going there i would see a few different doctors in her practice and um they would only check TSH and I would be like, okay, I'll just order my own labs and get them checked. And then I would send my labs to them instead of getting it done through insurance. Cause it was, cause then I could do the whole panel and then, but then they would treat me based on the labs that I sent them, obviously, but they would look at the free T3 and the free T4 and they'd be like, okay, well your TSH is fine. But then there's these two are kind of like a little bit imbalanced. So we're going to do this. And I was like, it's really weird to me that you're treating me based on labs that you weren't even going to pull. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm glad that you are. But at the same time, why aren't you pulling the, these labs yourself? Like, why am I, why do I have to do this myself? So now they do the full panel that I can get through insurance, which is awesome. And is that because you said, this is what I want you to pull and you demanded yeah. the full panel and you gave them like a list of everything you wanted? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. So now they test the full panel. They don't always check. Like, I only get my antibodies checked, like, once a year or two because I don't have Hashimoto's. If I did have Hashimoto's, it would be a regular um, thing. But I don't have it, and I have never had my antibodies been raised over, like, four (laughs) or something. So I've never really checked that regularly. But just to see what – if I had Hashimoto's, I would be a part of my regular schedule. Yeah, yeah. And because I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I was like almost obsessive over my antibodies. Yeah, and, it's just uh, a good marker to see what you're doing is helping or if it's not. If your antibodies yeah. are going up or down, then you know, it gives you some clarification. Well, and especially for me, because I was so bad with the Epstein Barr virus, I was oh, checking yeah. my Epstein Barr antibodies versus my thyroid antibodies because. Um, I, you know, learned that the Epstein-Barr will attack the thyroid and actually, um, it'll, which will increase the thyroid antibody. So as I was treating the Epstein-Barr, I would check both as like my marker for how well I was, you know, bringing down that viral infection. And, Mm -hmm. and, and so it really helped checking the antibodies really helped me, um, do the comparison and watching them come down was really awesome. It's super empowering. Yeah. It's super awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, I'm trying to think um, what else, what else would I, if, if you could rewind time and say, what do I wish someone would have taught me in the beginning when I was trying to, you know, go through this system, manage my own thyroid condition, um what it what were some hard lessons i learned along the way that you could pass on to us other thyroid sisters oh my gosh probably the biggest one for me is not relying so much on your doctor i think that i at first i guess because like when i first got put on natural thyroid hormones i was like okay this is the answer. This is like all I need. And then I'll be great. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. Like I felt better. Like I felt better, but I still wasn't, I still wasn't optimal, you know, like, and I think that we put so much of our own power in everyone else's hands, you know, it's almost, yeah. I'm, I'm guilty. I'm just going to say this and I don't mean it in a, in a rude way, but I think it just makes it so that we have someone else to blame if something happens. At least that was true for me because I didn't have to take responsibility for my health then. I could just be like, oh, well, if this doesn't work, it's my doctor's fault because he messed up my medication instead of like, instead of me being like, okay, I could actually like do the work that I need to do on my end so that my medication will respond better and then I'll get better results from it. And of course, yeah. this, isn't, this isn't true for everyone, but at the same time, I feel like we just give so much of our own power and our own life away to everyone else to, um, mm-hmm. we put it in their hands. And it's just like, when we are able to take back our own responsibility and take responsibility for where we're at and where we're going, our, that's when we start to see the magic. And I, I think that that was probably the biggest lesson that I learned through all of this was that I have so much more control over my own life and my own health than I'm giving myself credit for. And it's, it doesn't end at medication. Mm -hmm. Medication is just a crutch and it will help, but it's not, it's not 
the only way and it's not the way that you're ever going to feel normal again. It's like we can't just rely on that one thing because there's su such a complex issue and that's why it's so important to like work with somebody who knows what they're talking about and knows what they're doing because they can help you get to those root causes so that you can feel more like yourself. Oh, I love that so much because that that just so resonates with my my journey too is I always felt when the that that main eight years that I was really sick and like all of us do we go to our primary and if our primary you know isn't helping we go to a specialist we go to our endo we go you know and we're jumping all these doctors trying to find the answers trying to find that one doctor that's going to fix us you know and yeah. have the magic bullet that's going to make us feel better and all of our symptoms are suddenly going to be able to go away and it was just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment and yeah. and then on top of that it was like i was going whoa why why are you pulling all the same labs you just pulled and you just pulled 15 freaking pages and now you want to pull 10 pages like you guys mm -hmm. are gonna bleed me out you know like, yeah what the hell is this why can't you know and i would ask him why can't you use the labs that this doctor just pulled from me 30 days ago uh well i want to see my it's own so like, this doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem right you know mm -hmm. and so i just felt like a ping pong and i felt so lost and you know it was like like you said like when i I, I, it's like a full e-brake slide. Like I pulled the e-brake on all of it and I was like, I'm done. And I just was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And yeah. like, like mm -hmm. you said, I took back my power and I'm like, I'm gonna fix myself. You guys do nothing for me. I'm gonna fix myself. And I did. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is nobody knows your body better than you do. And honestly, a lot of people don't really know their body either. They just kind of, they ignore the sim the signs and symptoms and i'm guilty of the same thing so i'm not here to talk shit on anyone <laughs> like mm -hmm. i've very much done this a lot where i just kind of you know ignore um because it's easier or it's not like screaming or it's like you know it's just like a mild inconvenience that it's easy to just be like oh well whatever but those small little things turn into bigger things when they go unchecked for a long time so but a lot of i mean we're just so used to covering up the symptoms or ignoring them that we just don't like that's your body trying to communicate what it needs to you so we're just so used to you know putting everyone else first and ignoring our own needs and and stuff that we end up suffering as a result yeah exactly well and maybe sometimes we're not even ignoring them maybe we just don't even understand them yeah we don't mm -hmm. even know what they mean like mm -hmm. i think back to all those years that i was eating and all i knew is after i ate my stomach was killing me i instantly was like this bloated i had pain mm -hmm. and i would end up on the toilet for like six hours you mm -hmm. know like on and off the toilet because i felt i was in so much pain i didn't know what the hell was going on and mm -hmm. I, I had to like dig and dig and dig and really like, you know, the doctors don't tell you. They just ask mm -hmm. you if you want like a pill, <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, we got a pill yeah. for that. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> you know, so um, that's why we're here to help educate everyone because it is like sometimes a mystery of like, why is my hair falling out? <laughs> well, yeah. we can tell you why. Yeah. That's a good point. A lot of people too, like they are such minor things like, okay, your hair is thinning a little bit 
and they don't really notice or care really they just think it's like normal shedding until it's like your hair is very thin and very brittle and you're like oh shit this might actually be something you know mm -hmm. big <laughs> essentially yeah. and it always it always starts with small things like i mean I, you know how often like everyone's so tired these days like fatigue is such a common yeah. symptom of so many issues that it's like okay we're all just tired but that's actually like we should have endless energy like all these kids that run around and even kids these days are tired but like imagine like adults even that are in their 20s and 30s should be literally running around with literally that much energy and we're just not so if you're not if you're not energetic i mean that doesn't mean you have to be like that 24 7 no can be wrong but like if you're not an ener if you're not energetic you're probably not as healthy as you think you are or at least there could be things that you that are missing in your diet that could be causing the fatigue. But fatigue is such a common issue that we just kind of brush it off like it's no, like it's nothing. Yeah. Okay, so I keep itching at getting to all the root causes and sharing some of that, but I want to go over <laughs> some more basics, okay? So, mm -hmm. um, so let's just talk about the basics between medication. We already touched on this a little bit, but when I've noticed when I speak, when I ask my clients, are you on a synthetic or a natural or a desiccated? They don't understand what that means. Mm -hmm. So can you explain uh, the difference? So natural thyroid hormones are usually created from some kind of pig or bovine hormone, which basically has all your thyroid hormones in a relatively close to normal balance as possible. So you're not just getting T4 or T3, you're getting T1 and T2, which don't have as, they don't have as much research on them. T2 has gotten more research recently and there's, I don't think they're still really, I haven't really looked into this too much, but I think T1 they haven't done too much research on yet. But regardless, if those hormones are present in nature, then there's clearly a reason that they're there, even if we don't know it yet. So um, T1, 2, 3, and 4 is usually in, essentially it's just dried up, desiccated, dried pig or uh, beef thyroid gland. Mm -hmm. And then they also contain trincinate and other things that help control and regulate calcium, which is really important because going back to kidney stones and all this other stuff, when you have hypothyroidism like myself, you are prone to so many issues. You're actually very, very prone to breast cancer, which is interesting. But being on artificial hormones in general can cause a lot of a lot of problems. But because your thyroid regulates so much, if you're, um, it can cause a lot of issues down the line or even currently, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So. Trincinate is actually really important for calcium regulation, and it's it is important because you don't want kidney stones, you don't want to get a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's all in natural desiccated thyroid hormones, and that's partly why I like them so much because they're in like a perfect balance. But at the same time, um, like from a sustainability standpoint, I don't know how that would really work. Like, I guess if the pigs or the animals are already being slaughtered and they're just using those hormones that's one thing but if they're literally just killing them for the thyroid hormone that's a totally different story mm -hmm. so it's not i mean ideally not being on anything is is the best way to do it but at the same time and if you want to feel better i feel like 
desiccated thyroid works for some people and some people it just doesn't work um, as well. So they do better on artificial, which is just a single hormone. So um, levothyroxine and um, Synthroid being the most common ones are just artificially lab made T4 only. Um, and then there's some people that also get Trinsinate, which is basically artificial T3, which is also lab made. So they can play with the dosage a little bit more, but they are artificial hormones, which come with their own set of side effects and risks as well. So mm-hmm. I don't think that either one is necessarily good or bad, not like necessarily, but I just think the goal should always be to be on the least amount possible or at least try and get off of them as quickly as possible. Okay. So let's talk about that for a minute because, um, going off of thyroid meds is, is not, in my opinion, it's not advisable just to stop taking your meds no, one day. Never. Um, a lot of <laughs> well, people ask yes. me that, like, do you think I'll ever be able to go off my meds or can you help me go off my meds or can I go off my meds? You know, like it's a very common question I get. Yeah. Um, so the way I like to approach it is, okay, well, we, if you really, you know, want to get yourself recovered and off your meds, then we got to do all this stuff first. Right. Mm -hmm. And we got to fix all of the organs that are like your adrenals and all these nutrient deficiencies and infections and all these things going on that are leading into this before that's like, that's like your very last step of like, okay, I've, I've done so much work on myself and now I can do a slow wean off. You know, I don't think I, your body will tell you when to go off like or when to lower the dose like you can't just stop taking it it's very dangerous you can actually die doing that so um yeah you don't want to do that like take just stopping it can be very dangerous for yourself and yeah you know. it's a slow wean down so if you so. if you mm-hmm. want to go off your medication then i would talk to your doctor and do it in the smallest increments possible like three milligrams you know three milligrams down at a time and i would put this process over a year or more or more yeah and honestly like it depends on the type of healing that people are doing too like for example you're talking about fixing all of these underlying root cause issues which we're gonna get to um but if once you start doing that, your body will, when you're still taking your medication, you're going to start feeling hyper symptoms because you're taking too much. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of go down and then down and then down until like every time you fix something or you kind of get more healed on, on the underlying level, your body's going to react to the medication differently than it did before. So your body will tell you when to go down in your medication. You just have to, and that's partly part of um being in replacement or sorry that's part of like the whole um your body will tell you and then also i lost my train of thought (laughs) oh no you're so basically what you're saying is as you fix what's wrong with you is your medication is going to be too high and you'll feel those hyper symptoms we were talking about before which is a great this is a good thing it's a good indicator that you're feeling better you're doing better so you can go back to your doctor and say okay i need to go down like seven milligrams yes and then when when you work with people too who like i guess that's the whole point of working with 
someone too is that um you learn how to like stay in tune with your body so once you you can tell like i have been i mean i've had thyroid disease my entire life right so like i can literally tell when my thyroid is off it's, when it's either too much or too low just within like a couple days like i literally know when it's my thyroid and when it's not because i'm so just like used to the the differences at this point like 30 years of having this issue mm -hmm. so um when you when you start to feel better you can tell when it's your thyroid you get more in tune with your body and you can start to like figure out that you can start taking less and then you also obviously always have to work with your doctor when you're starting to, t to not take medication anymore because you don't want to just like abruptly stop if you're especially if you've been on medication for a long time like if you've been on it for like a year or something and it's and you're on like the lowest dose possible that's like one thing but if you've been on like a large amount for a long time yeah you still want to work with your doctor and just make sure that you know keep getting tested to see how your thyroid's doing and as you keep healing you can start to lower your dose based on how your body is responding to all that right absolutely absolutely yeah, I um, I had a client ask me, like, I really want to go off my thyroid meds. And I'm like, how long have you been taking it? She's like 30 years. And I'm like, okay, so your body's super dependent on it. And your thyroid is probably barely functioning because it's so used to having that crutch. Uh -huh. So, and she had a massive yeah. gut infection that we had uh -huh. to address first. And I was like, this is not the time, honey. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. And I'm glad you want to go off, but not the time. So, yeah. I think too a lot of people associate thyroid medication with like failing because like mm -hmm. realistically there's going to be some people that just have had too much damage on their thyroid and they'll never be able to not take medication and that's just it's unfortunate that that's just how it is like I don't think I'll ever not be able to be on medication especially because like I don't even know if my thyroid's even fully developed or what's really going on with it but I've been on it like my whole life so I might be able to lower my dosage to like the lowest possible amount but I don't know if I'll ever not be able to take it take them but that doesn't mean that I'm not that doesn't mean that I'm a failure in terms of like health either like I think people associate with being on any kind of medication that you're just failing in life or you're just you're not you know you're not as healthy as you think you are whatever whatever thoughts they have in terms of how they're tying their medication to their health it doesn't mean that it's true we are very much um we're not failures just because we're on medication. If you happen to need medication for a longer period of time, like it's okay. You're, Absolutely. you're just doing, you're just doing what your body needs. And I think that's more of a success than we give ourselves credit for. Even Absolutely. if I know it's inconvenient, I know it sucks, but um, it's still important to understand that because we being on medication does not mean that you did anything necessarily wrong or, that you're just terrible at whatever just yeah it doesn't mean you're not eating clean it doesn't you know and it yeah, all comes back to how you feel a break. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so th a couple more basics that i want to go over um gaslighting so <laughs> a lot of people don't know or don't really understand what gaslighting is wow i've had i've been gaslighted <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know it was happening because I didn't even start learning about gaslighting really until a few years ago. And I was like, <laughs> mother. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, so this it's kind of not even just gaslighting; it's also fear. Like doctors yeah. use fear so much. Oh my god! And, and this is what I was talking about in my stories the other day. When we are in, when we are not sure what our own diagnosis is, or we are, you know, not even just that. They use fear in such a way that you just feel like you have no other choice. They're just like, hey, um, so take this pill because if you don't, you're going to die. It's like, oh, well, shit. And, but you don't know that that pill is also probably going to kill you at the same time. So it's like if you don't know your own diagnosis and you're um, ignorant to um, like how the body works and how it functions and like – the side effects of this medication and you don't look into it and you're not like an active constituent in your own health, it's not a good place to operate from because you will be taken advantage of. Like, remember this is a, this is the medical industry. It's like kind of a, you know, cartel at this point. So mm -hmm. these people want their money and they, you're the product, unfortunately. Yes. So you yeah. don't, if you're just not, if you don't know about your own and, they keep you in the dark too. Like we don't learn about how to take care of ourselves and our nutrition and any of that stuff. So okay, great. We don't, if we don't know this, we're going to be easily manipulated into whatever marketing that they give us. So like, for example, fad diets, how many, like they're like, but trust the science, trust the science, but there's science on like 800 different sides because that's what science is literally about. Right. It's about having a control group and like, experimenting and you're the experiment so if you don't if you you can look at science on every single side but don't trust it so much like understand that it's just science and you're not a scientific experiment you're a human being so knowing your diagnosis listening to your body knowing the basics on how to take care of yourself then you can't be gaslit because they can't use you because you know too much mm -hmm. that's where your power is Mm -hmm. knowledge equals power it's so true so let's see um clarify one 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 love your name says i agree you are great you're you are great as you are absolutely but i lowered my thyroid meds over time so maybe you could decrease yeah yeah absolutely that decrease is there and we're gonna get into that i'm saving the best part for um last let's see hi jess just says yes scaring you telling you that you can get cancer in the future so they tell so they tell you to remove your thyroid my story yeah. and what happens when they remove your thyroid mm -hmm. they put you on medication for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah. and then and not only medication they control your fertility they control your metabolism they control your energy it controls everything so if they can take out your thyroid, you're literally a patient for the rest of their life. And that's why there's standard protocol, whether it helps or not, it's not to get people well, it's to get people to take things out, surgeries, all kinds of extreme invasive treatments, because then you're, you're going to rely on them. And it's, it's, it should be criminal as far as I'm concerned, but absolutely, um, it's like, it's the, it's the mutilate, mutilate kill off you know like mm -hmm. you said it's all the extreme tactics instead of you mm -hmm. know the education the i mean the gut testing the hgma the minerals mm -hmm. the nutrients the diet i mean mm -hmm. there's so much that should happen before you get to a full removal you know yeah and, 
So it's you guys. And so that's why going back to what Jessica was saying is you have to be an active participant and you have to know the basic functions of your body. You, when you get your labs, research your labs, sit down. I used to literally sit down with like a ruler. So I was like line by line and I would look up every single thing they pulled, what it meant. And I learned about lab rages because I was so tired of being taken advantage of. And, you know, they were just throwing Xanax at me, throwing antidepressants at me. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know, like, no, like that is not what's like, I'm not a depressed person, you know, like there's something yeah. else. Like you said, yeah. fatigue. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I know yeah. fatigue can be a sign of depression, but like, it was like, you, it's the thyroid fatigue. My nickname for it was dragon ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a I different type move. of fatigue for sure. It's not like, you know, I just didn't sleep enough last night. It's like, yeah. you, no matter how much sleep you get, you will never sleep it off. Like, yeah. it's just there. Like, yeah. You can't yeah. get rid of it. <laughs> and I was chugging energy drinks and yeah. crying. And I was all, ah! Yeah. <laughs> I was still yeah, but then tired. you're like, you're jittery, but you're tired. tired, <laughs> you're like, tired. Oh, I can't get rid of it. Yeah, you're just, oh, I'm going to go hide in my bed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He clarifies, says, agree about how they make people patients for life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is, you know, we're pulling it back. And Jess and I are on a mission to, we're going to fix society. We're going to fix women because this is, <laughs> this is, like she said, like this is straight up the, the thyroid situation going on, in my opinion, is it's just overboard. I feel like they're just taking advantage of women at this point. Um, so, um, and this goes into the gaslighting and everything we just said. It goes into knowing that you can find a new doctor. Like, this was something I didn't even realize. Because we see the doctors as authority figures, right? And especially for me, I was on Medi-Cal because I couldn't work. I was broke. So I had, you know, Medi-Cal. And when you're especially in that system, it's even scarier because you can't, you can't go to like many doctors. It's kind of like you got this guy to go to or this guy to go to and like choose the, the worst of the work, you know, the best. Yeah. It's almost like choosing your, um, it's almost like choosing your president pick dumber, dumber. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> you're like, you know, shit. Yeah. <laughs> And that's yeah. why it's so important to not rely on doctors so much, especially pharmaceutical doctors. Like, I mean, we, we can't just keep putting our hands in these people's like our power in their hands. Cause they're not here to fix us. They're just not going to mm -hmm. like, and if we just kind of sit there waiting for them to figure out how to read the labs, <laughs> like and how to, and how to draw the labs and how to pick the right ones. Like, and I'm not going to, beat on them too much because there's obviously there's a lot of doctors that don't care like I honestly you can tell when a doctor is just like checked out and they don't care they're human I get it but at the same time a lot of times it's not really their fault there are a lot of doctors that want to help but they they can't draw the labs because the insurance companies won't let them or like I've had doctors where I've gone in and I'm like these are the labs I want drawn and they're like we can't draw them they'll they won't let us draw them and it's not that they didn't want to but like I think and this kind of goes back to like gaslighting with you too we can't okay so you go to a doctor you want to pull all these things the doctor can't or they don't want to 
it's like oh, I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> okay, well, hang on, Let's hang on. I love what. <laughs> no worries. I let me read this. I love what. Oh what yes. everyone's okay, saying. Sorry. It was about. It was about. Um, I'll read it. Uh, yeah. See, I lost it again. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so wait, look at the comments. The brain fog. <laughs> 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 okay, yes, I remember before I forget. Okay, doctors don't know everything. Like we put our we we literally give them our power and they just because somebody has a doctor doctorate or they're an MD or they're a PhD, it doesn't mean they know everything. And it doesn't mean they know everything about me. Like you know you better than any single person on this planet. You know when you're triggered, you know when you're pissed, you know when you're Happy, you know yourself inside out. You spend the most time with yourself than anyone else. So for a doctor to be like, this is what you need, you know better as to what you need. So if a doctor's telling you that, you know, it's all in your head or it's all this or it's all that, whatever they're telling you, it doesn't mean that it's true. You owe it to yourself to like use your voice and like pressure them and not let them beat you around. Because if you do that, you're just going to, you're just going to be a victim to whatever they put you on and you will get the side effects and you will suffer. Like mm -hmm. it, it's going to happen. These people are not here to make you well. They're here to make money and it's sad and it's not okay, but you're the only one that has the power to, to get what you need, whatever that is. Well, and I love, I, I, you know, with everything going on in the world right now, I really think that everyone's waking up to this and that mm. we are looking for more all natural holistic and other avenues to getting help. And that's, you know, there's such a spotlight on coaches now because we are that other avenue, you know, and especially coaches like you and I, because we personally have been through this. We know the ins and out of what you're treated like, what it feels like, all the symptoms, because we've now we're on the other side and we can help you mm -hmm. um, and advocate for you. You know, this is this is a, a really fantastic thing because now I feel like it's women serving women, women helping women. And, mm -hmm. you know, just we're able to all just support one another and get each other actually better. And mm -hmm. it's just so empowering. So I, I love these comments. Let me read them really fast. So Clarify says, I'm a social worker in a hospital and I was educated, educating a psychiatry resident about how I think women have adrenal fatigue. Ooh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, we need to talk about that. And thyroid yeah. problems, which is misdiagnosed as depression. Amen, sister, you are right. She could see yeah. what I meant. Yes, good, good. Oh my gosh, so um, yeah, and adrenal fatigue is considered a conspiracy theory in the medical yes. world. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. It's okay, weird wait, 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 wait. to me because if you think about it, like, okay, so we have hypothyroidism, right? And then we have like, and then there's like, it's like, that's the extreme of, you know, all these symptoms that you've had for a long time until it shows up on a lab test. And it's just like adrenal fatigue. Okay, so you're burnt, like, you don't just go from like, 100 to zero, like overnight, like this is a gradual thing. So when, like to say that there's no such thing as your adrenals are burning out, and it's becoming fatigued. It's just like, we don't just, I mean, there are some people that like just kind of crash in a way, but they don't, 
they've had a lot of things happening up until that point. So to be like, there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue is so dumb to me. I'm just like, let's yeah. use our critical thinking and common sense here. You're I wrong. Know. It's like, it's like, they're <laughs> like, we're, we're just going to ignore this really important gland that we've already recognized in the endocrine system. Yeah. But we're going to ignore that it exists and that it does anything in your body. So don't talk to mm. us about that. Yeah, yeah. I remember so when I started educating myself just on basic anatomy back in the day, I went to my doctor one time and I said, you know, um, I'm kind of concerned about my adrenals. I'm starting to learn about the connection between the adrenals and thyroid. And, you know, can we do some adrenal testing? And he was like psycho about it. He's like, what? You know, like, and just his whole reaction was like weird and scary and confusing. And I just instantly shrunk. And I was like, okay, because like, and I went home and I Googled it and it was said like, adrenals aren't even, it's not even recognized. It doesn't exist. Like they don't yeah. even, like you said, it's like a conspiracy, but obviously you and I now know that that's bullshit. Adrenals it are is. huge, like massive part of this problem that is just being yeah. ignored. And also look at Addison's disease too. So Addison's mm -hmm. disease is an autoimmune disease where your body attacks your adrenal glands. So, okay, cool. But at the same time, what happens up until that point? Like, again, autoimmune disease doesn't just like happen overnight. It, it's a gradual thing. And your body is going to like attack a certain specific thing until it turns into like, lupus and attacks everything at some point if it's not dealt with but Addison's disease is a recognized real disease like so why can't this be a gradual thing as well where you're like clearly there's like a gradual process that creates this problem which means you can feel the symptoms of it whether it's diagnosed or not and that can honestly be like chronic fatigue and like a lot of these other things too so like Addison's disease is real it's just it to, to think that it just goes from like your perfectly healthy, vibrant person with like all this energy and great into like immediately 100% just sick and there's no in between. It's just like, no, <laughs> I don't yeah. buy it. <laughs> yeah. So we're at about uh, 30 minutes or 60 minutes. So um, I don't think um, we can quickly go over. Um, root causes too yeah because um, yeah, ig doesn't let you upload anything over 60 minutes so i'll have to put this on my youtube and just point everyone there so that's fine i was just thinking out loud um okay so i feel like we've covered a lot i mean obviously there's more basics i feel like we could go into with optimal range versus the range they want blah blah blah, blah. but let's just go into some root causes because this is the best part and this is what you and me are we're both like basically root cause coaches so um, so let's talk about and not get, let's not overwhelm them too much with too much details. We'll just go into the basics of what we believe are a lot of the root causes for all of the, the thyroid illnesses out there. Mm -hmm. Um, iodine deficiency. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. You're the iodine queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I think in general, the deficiencies in general, like there's so many, um, and not just deficiencies. I don't want to just talk about deficiency as a whole i'm going to talk about imbalances in general because there are so many people that are taking like vitamin d right now or they'll take vitamin d with vitamin k 
Not saying that's a bad thing, but everything in life is supposed to have a balance. So when you start taking one, especially of a fat soluble nutrient or a, um, a mineral, you can be creating an imbalance in something else. So taking D with K is fine and dandy until you're deficient in vitamin A and vitamin E. Those things all need to be in a perfect balance with each other. So when we're taking one of something that is stored in the body, it's creating an imbalance in something else. So deficiencies and imbalances are very key here. A lot of people are extremely deficient in vitamin A that gets perpetuated even more when you only take vitamin D. So that these are all things that are super important to like pay attention to, but vitamin A, Vitamin and mineral deficiencies and imbalances are very big. And sometimes you might not even have a deficiency. Like, you might not necessarily be deficient in vitamin D, but you might be deficient in something else. Or, sorry, you might you might have too much of it, which could be leading to something else as well. So, um, and same with, um, you want to talk about gut health. Same with um, your gut microbiome. You might have too much of a certain bacteria and not enough of another because that bacteria is imbalanced. It's too much versus the balance of what it's supposed to be. So imbalances, I think, is a more correct term. In this case, is it's it doesn't just end at deficiencies. It can literally be you're getting way too much of something that can be causing serious problems. Um, but yes, imbalances, yeah. gut issues in general, infections, viruses, bacteria. Um, yeah, there's so many. Um, trauma. Mm -hmm. Trauma is a huge root cause. Chronic stress, not enough playtime. Like, literally, people working two to three jobs to get by, which I'm very guilty of. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, um, you know, just not enough happy things that make you happy there's no like if you don't have a purpose in life then you're just literally existing and it's not a good it's not going to create a happy like life either imbalance of the work work life yeah mm -hmm. again yeah work life balance <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so with all of the so jessica jessica um is a hair tissue mineral analysis specialist she's um and she's actually the one that taught me about mineral imbalances and um she's training me to do the hair tissue mineral analysis as well and since i've been working under her and learning about the minerals and the imbalances um that is a huge thing that I'm seeing in, in all of our clients. It's what we see in basically everyone, just massive amounts of imbalances in not enough essential minerals, too many heavy metals. And um, now that I'm also doing the root, the gut testing um, as well, like she just said, it's the exact same thing is um, I'm, I'm seeing so much um, bad bacteria, which is the pathogen infections, not enough of the good bacteria. So there's two, there's two different spectrums of the good bacteria. It's like, you don't have enough of the strands. Like we're about, we should all have about 150 different types. Um, the diversity of the good bacteria where I'm noticing the average woman, we only have about 125 strands. So imagine that there's that huge gap where we either literally won't have any of some strands or we'll have like barely a minuscule amount of these very crucial good bacteria that we need to be able to be happy to be able to not have 
um, jacked up hormones to be able to um, synthesize our B vitamins. And mm -hmm. um, because the good bacteria is too little and too little, then yeah, the, the bad bacteria just can grow and proliferate. And so can the ammonia and so can the histamines and all of the, the things that can get out of, out of balance. And so mm -hmm. really that the, in, the imbalances, like you just said, is, is that is what recovery really is all about. It's bringing mm -hmm. everything in your life back in alignment, bringing your, your stress to your happiness back in alignment, bringing your minerals and your vitamins back into alignment, bringing your gut into mm -hmm. alignment. And when you start moving everything together, then that's when you can get to that end point that we were talking about of when you can start bringing down the medication. It's a beautiful, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful journey and it yeah, can be done. It's, it's synchronicity. It's, and yeah. it's, gorgeous and perfect just how it's supposed to be mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. um before we jump off i want to read all these comments thank you guys for your comments it's so cute so they loved your dumb and dumber that was hilarious i think the lies <laughs> of the the covid vaccine may help more more people see the lies of the pharma industry a hundred percent yes i work with residents and they're mostly good people but they will get indoctrinated sadly Yep. Sadly, uh -huh. um, just says, I see a nurse practitioner rather than the doctor for my endo. Yeah. You yeah. Know. I actually have seen nurse practitioners before and they're really good. They're, um, mm -hmm. they seem to listen more. You know, do you remember that story I was telling you about, um, the last, the last PA that I had that I loved and his name was Jay cool. And he oh, was yeah. oh my God. literally so cool. <laughs> And mm -hmm. so when, um, so he would do anything I wanted. If I was like, mm -hmm. I need all my EBV panel pulled, he'd be like, okay. And he was just literally so cool. And mm -hmm. what I did, a part of my journey, taking my power back from the system, because for me, I, I was able to recover my health individually. And so I was just basically using the system to get free labs and stuff, you know, to like pull my labs and just like maintenance labs. Mm -hmm. Um, so because a lot of people put doctors up on a pedestal and they're almost like, you know, yes, doctor, whatever, is I started calling him by his first name. So he yeah. called me on the name. I'd be like, he'd call me on the phone. We'd have like our phone visit. I'd be like, what's up, Jay? You know? And it was, and he was fine with it. He was the coolest guy ever. And he didn't, you know, he never said like, oh, please call me Mr. Cool or anything, you know? And that was just one of my ways of taking my power back and, um, just talking to him like human to human of like, you know, I'm yeah. working on this. Can mm -hmm. you pull this? I need this, 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 and this pulled and be like, yeah, sure. All right, Sarah, anything else I can do for you? He was so cool. <laughs> I miss him. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. I do that with my doctor too. Her name is Karen, but she's not a real Karen. She's a, she's a cool <laughs> Karen. <laughs> she's not a COVID Karen. <laughs> she's, a, she's a cool Karen. <laughs> but cool. And I, sometimes I call her Dr. Siroki, but she's, um, like Karen is usually what I call her, especially when I email her. I'll be like, Hey Karen, can you send me this lab or can you upgrade my, like, can you send this to the pharmacy or something like that? It's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And that was, cause that for me um, was like, I, I stopped giving my power away to them with that title too, you know, and that really helped me get strong, you know, when I took mm -hmm. it back, let's see. She says, as long as doctors go to medical school, they are go 
they're going to not get the truth of what someone like medical medium teaches. Oh, yeah, I, that right. so I think that's true in a way, but I think a lot of people will go to medical school and they will get their license and they will be like, this isn't what I want. They're, like I'm not helping people. There are a lot of good doctors. Like, I mean, <laughs> they're really exposing the good doctors right now. Let me tell mm -hmm. you. <laughs> so the good ones obviously have like spoken out against a lot of what's going on right now, which is cool. But, and not to get like, I don't want to make this political at all, but just like seeing who is willing to take risks and, and also like look at the research and try and actually help people and not giving into this system that they, there are a lot of doctors that know that the system is completely fucked up. And that's why a lot of them go into private practice to begin with. Um, granted, there are a lot, there's still a lot of money in private practice. Don't get me wrong. Like there's, I mean, let's not even kid ourselves and think that naturopathic doctors and also functional medicine doctors are like perfect people who are not like chasing the almighty dollar either, you know, like they're not, they're not necessarily any better because they're a naturopathic doctor or a functional doctor either. So um, I don't want to like put people into categories and be like, this person is good because they're holistic or that person's good because of this. Mm -hmm. Like you have to use your like discern with your energy and what that person is feeding you. Like if you go to a doctor and they're just completely being a douche nozzle, then don't see them, <laughs> you know, like just fire them and move on whether they're natural or not. Unfortunately though, with, um, with holistic doctors, a little bit harder to do that. It's better if you can go in, like there's been holistic doctors where you can go in and actually like have a consultation and read their energy and like see if they're actually able to help you for what you want to get done um, and go in there with a plan. Like this is, this is what I know is going on with me. And this is what I'm hoping to get out of it. Can you help me? And see if like read their energy, if they're kind of very much like I, they want to take over and just like tell you exactly what to do. And like, and they're really aggressive about it. Like that's obviously not someone that you want to work with. You want to work with a doctor. They are part of your medical team. They are not your boss or your owner. So yes, like, see if they are willing to like talk to you and work things out and coach you and help you get better long-term, not just like take 400 pills and have like 600 supplements and good luck, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's not, unless that's what you want. That's totally different, but right. And that's um, not, that, that I love that. That's such a good point because you guys can interview your doctors just mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. go and you switch your doctor doesn't mean like that's your doctor. Now you can literally be like, I'm just going to walk in and I'm going to tell you what's wrong with me and what I'm expecting from you and see if we vibe because mm -hmm. yeah. finding a doctor, like Jessica was saying how her nurse practitioner is good for her. I remember when her first doctor was a nightmare, didn't even know yeah. the difference between the TSH scale. And I wanted to like, wow, <laughs> that was scary. That yeah. was just that day. I'm glad we got that fixed. But, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, and I love that you say that they are not your boss. They're not, you know, all of that because they're supposed to be a member of your team. They're supposed to be there for you because you're hiring them because 
you are asking for their help and their opinion, but that doesn't mean that they should just be pushing their agendas on you. And, you know, from my experience, if you go to a, a functional medicine doctor and the first thing you want to do is put you on low dose naltroxin, that's probably not the doctor that you want because that's just another pill they're pushing on you. And that pill can get pricey. Because I actually went through yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people go on that. I'm not sure what it's for, but it seems like, I don't know, a lot, a lot of people seem to like it or it seems to work really well, but I just feel like it's not like going to help long term either. I'm just right. such a stickler for root cause things where I'm like, why? let's fix why you need that to begin with yeah, <laughs> so exactly. that you don't need it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, so this low dose naltroxone, so what it is, is naltroxone is an actual medication that they give for people that are like coming off of heroin. It's and it oh. comes in 50 milligram dosages. But some doctor along the way figured out that if they give micro doses, basically to their patients, of, you start off between like a 0.4 and you go and you can't go higher than a 4.5. That's where the low dose comes in. So you start them on a low and then each week you gradually go up until you hit the 4.5 and it's supposed to, yeah, I've read in Facebook groups that, you know, some women, it really helped their pain and they had a lot of um, good, you know, things come from it and that's great. Mm -hmm. But um, I had that happen to me. And again, it was because I, I wasn't aware, you know, and I didn't do my research and I didn't have a plan. And I was always just at the doctor's mercy. It was always just like, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. What do you do for me? Mm -hmm. You know, instead of yeah. I'm here, this is what I want from you. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. and so, exactly. That, that is key right there. What do I want from you? And yeah, that's very different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you guys, feel that difference like okay I'm here what are you gonna do for me or I'm here what what do I want from you so um I was on the low dose naltroxin for a freaking year and I swear all that thing did was give me psycho dreams yeah like, vivid violent psycho dreams and it cost me a hundred dollars cash a month a month that's crazy and, it's nothing. and I would and but the doctor was like oh this is a you know like the magic bullet a special 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 pill that'll fix you and so like i guess for closing perfect like uh, something that we could close on is like meds are not <laughs> the answer like just just said you got to get down to your root cause and like we already discussed there are multiple root causes mm -hmm. jessica specializes in the mineral the mineral imbalances <laughs> and i am a I'm neurotic about the pathogen infections because for me, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. for me, especially with Hashimoto's because that's such like the biggest issue. Yeah. I mean, I will never forget when I pulled my first, my own, when I started pulling my own test, I fired all my doctors and I pulled my gut test for the first time and I saw all my infections, not to mm -hmm. mention, like I said earlier, my Epstein-Barr infection, my strep infection, my E. coli mm -hmm. overgrowth. I was just, riddled with infections and it was like no wonder no wonder mm -hmm. I was so sick you know yeah. mm -hmm. so that is like a part of one of the huge things that I dig in um amongst all the other root causes with my clients because and you know it's like why oh it just I don't know. I, I can't get on my soapbox <laughs> I was going to say, why don't doctors do this and that? And I'm like, no, because they're there to keep you sick because they want to make money. But anyways, that's why mm -hmm. we're here. <laughs> that's why we exist. Yeah, and 
some people honestly don't really care. They just don't mind taking the medication. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. I have no problem with people that want to do that. Honestly, I just, I'm not, I don't operate from that space because I don't want to be on medication or anything my for the rest of my life. Even yeah. if I have to take one pill and that's the most I ever have to take, I think I'm still winning. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the medication game is exhausting. The like yeah. that force the with testing. testing. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it mm -hmm. is. So let's see. Clarify said, agree. There are naturopaths and functional doctors who go for the money too. Absolutely. Yes, obviously there are exceptions, but as someone who works in a traditional healthcare, I can see the trajectory. Oh yeah, I love, definitely. I love that your eyes are so awake to this. Yeah, and that, that actually makes me very happy because I mean, to be honest, I think there's a lot of people, especially nurses that see a lot of the, mm -hmm. that they just don't agree with. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the medical industry as a whole just collapses in the next couple of years because of what is literally going on right now. There's a women, there's a nurses' march of a million nurses apparently over the next couple in March, I believe, which is really insane. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to be sad if this whole thing collapses because I don't like it. <laughs> so. I'm down to go back to midwives and holistic healthcare. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys. Well, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here with us and all your comments. We love you guys. We hope that this helped you. And if you have any questions, just tell them where they can contact you. Yes, my um, Instagram is jmswellness. And my email is jmswellness at... Um, Sorry, just Jessica at jmswellness.com. Sorry. I was like, what one is it? <laughs> Jessica at jmswellness.com. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll pin that. Um, you're welcome, Jess. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, yeah, so obviously, you guys, if you have any questions um, for me, you know how to contact me. Thank you for being here with us, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, uh, Jess, for being here. Yeah, yeah, it was always fun. And all your truth bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, girl. Bye. Bye.